This nigun is like the one we did last night, where it's three parts. Yud, K, Vav, K. So you always go back to the second piece. Yeah, with Yitzchak Nigunim. Okay, one second. Dov, you want to take it out? Yeah, yeah? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, thank you for this. Nachon, uh, this whole week is sponsored. Um, the, to, uh, today's learning as well. Le'ilu'i Nishmas, Reizabat Itamai. So your site was yesterday. Also, the Anglinovs in celebration of Le'anelazar's birthday. And my in-laws, in memory of Beryl Benzev, my mother-in-law's uncle, Uncle Bert, who was just nifter recently. Okay. So, Bezrat Hashem, we're continuing this week. We're continuing with the Piyasetzner. If you can open up, please, on page Samech Aleph. We had, we had last week, we, went, we really went through a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot on, on the Avodah of the Machshava. The last thing we learned last week was how a person can go into this place of seeing something off in somebody else, or thinking that they're seeing something off in, something, in somebody else, and in their mind begin to build a whole binion of all these thoughts and, uh, about how horrible this person is, beginning to judge this person, even coming to hachlatas of what punishment Beisdin should give a person. Uh, that according to you did something wrong. Like where you go in your mind is just unbelievable. And before you know it, it's like you you might judge this person. The guy's going the guy's the guy's going to jail or I mean that's in a good case. <laughs> really he's really you know it's one of the four mitos based in is what you paskin for this person. And these things happen subconsciously. Subconscious you don't even realize that we go there with this with this you know what this mitzi is. How Reb Shlomo ended off every single story with you never know seems to me to be the most kolatora kula. wasn't just cute. You never know. You really never, ever, ever know. You never know. Remember how he started every, every story. How did he start every story? Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows, right? So what's pshah? So that everybody knows that at the end, you never know, right? <laughs> everybody knows that you never know. You never know what any of us are going through. But, but it's amazing. He says over here, we're trying to find tactics to figure out how our mind works 
can you manipulate your, your thought process? Can you, ins- can you put in some filters in the way that you naturally absorb intake, intake information and be like, okay, you're not going through the regular filter anymore that comes to say, this has nothing to do with me, this is about somebody else. Can you, can you import some type of mechanism that changes the way that you, ne- that you initially engage with thoughts that come inside of you? Is that possible or not? To stop thinking, you'll never be able to stop thinking. Rabbi Nachman speaks about this. There's no such concept. Shutting your mind down. Shutting your mind down just means thinking quieter things. You know? I once saw this uh, great documentary about um, Phil Jackson. <laughs> right? And not Nishta Yid, right? But a very, very uh, successful, uh, successful person in the world of athleticism, right? And Phil Jackson had a very weird shita when he first came to coach the Lakers, where he got them all into Zen. And he would, I mean, can you imagine Hevra, like, you know, Hevra, like, on the Lakers, and, like, I don't know what year it was, the end of the, end of the 90s, I think, maybe 2000. And he's going around, and he's, he's, doing, he's putting sage and burning incense in the Lakers locker room, right? But what he also did was that he got them into meditating. He really got them into meditating. And they, they under, in the beginning, these guys were like, what is, you know? But he got them into meditating, and they, uh, they explained, I remember, that they said that the more that their mind slowed down, not that it shut down, the more their, the mental faculties slowed down, the more power they had when they needed to be fast, when they needed to be physically fast. So the Indian is not to say, like, let's get to a place that we stop thinking. No, it's just the initial, the beginning of how I begin to think about something. And it's so hard. It's so difficult. And he keeps on reminding us, this is, this is very, very, very difficult stuff. It's sneaky, sneaky snake stuff. Like he continues over here, the bottom of page, the second to bottom paragraph on Samach Aleph. Our, this is where we're continuing from today. Armumiyuta Satan. The sneakiness of the Satan when it comes to thoughts like this, trying to, trying to not run right away with judgment over yourself or others, it's, 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 a, it's a massive, massive work the Satan's working at. Dakot vegam dakot mina dakot kashoten liyoshran vegam kashel lehakiran. Vayayim lo yakirotana ish yitmalek kulo b'machshavot raot. If you can't call out the Satan in the, in the beginning of the process of what it does to your mind, it's very hard to calm it down once it's on. Once that, once it, once that way of thinking is happening, it's very hard to pull back. That's why the Baal Shem Tov was so makbid on being in a, being in a, like catching your first thought in the morning when you wake up. He was so big on that. First, first thought in the morning. Remember, I challenged the women in the women's shear in Bilvavi a few years ago. I challenged them saying, if you could really catch yourself with the first thought and choose to a certain extent what your first thought that you're going to actively choose to have in the morning, I guarantee you your day will, 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 will pan out to be such a beautiful, wonderful, wonderful experience. But you have to have enough guts to do that in the... Ala Boker, first thing. So yesterday I saw a beautiful Torah from the Rapshitzer in the Zera Kodesh. It says, Vekamta ve'alita el right? It says in Parshas So the Lashon there is like, you, you'll get up and you'll go up to the place that Hashem chose. It's talking about Shodesh Regalim. So the, the Rapshitzer says, listen, every year, every morning, Vekamta ve'alita el Like every morning, it's your choice. Am I going up to the base of Migdash? Or am I going to whatever? What were you going to say, Yosef? Now, why are we saying more than I need? The first thing. Just get the mindfulness of Nachon. The problem is that that, that that becomes mechanical at a certain point. Everyone here said Modanik this morning, right? But what was the what was the Modanik? Where was my my chilek in saying Modanik besides that's what I'm supposed to be saying? That's the Avodah. If, if it's the first machshav, that's the first thing that you're saying... You're assuming that our thoughts are one with our, uh, with our words. One would hope. <laughs> one would hope. <laughs> There's a similar thing in the Swiss 
Kanta Veralita, same thing. Same thing, it's very good. So you have, to, you have to do this in the beginning of the day. Really, the Avoda is the beginning of process, not later in the process. The uh, third line, Vayayim lo yakirotana ish yitmale kulo b'machshavot ra'ot, batchila b'irmiya b'levush zulato, ve'achar kach gam gluyot me'atzmo. In the beginning, it'll, be, it'll come appear like we did last week. You'll see it in other people, this sneaky way of thinking. But then you'll start singing it in yourself. And before you know it, you've built a whole binion of judgment on other people or on yourself without even realizing it. That's why in mindfulness meditation, people like John Kabat-Zinn have been developing these, these wonderful, really crucial methodologies of, of binyanim of thought. And they keep on saying, observe your thoughts, don't judge them. Observe them. Observe them. What happens when you observe a thought? What's the first thing, if you're able to do that, what does that mean? That you've extracted yourself from, from the judgment of the thought. Observe them. See them walk by. Don't deny them. Don't try to lechabot otam, but just see how they're... It's not necessarily you. Observe them. You know, a person's been thinking a certain way for 50 years, start telling them, by the way, you know, all those times, all the, all the, 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 all the conclusions you've come to regarding who you really are, it's not necessarily true. Can you imagine, like, what that, what that's like? 50 years old, you've been thinking a certain way for 50 years, and someone comes and tells you all these conclusions you've come as to who you are, it's not necessarily true. And you're thinking, are you crazy? You know me better than me? It's like, no, we're just pointing out that you've made conclusions based on not ever extracting yourself from your thought. You just let your thought dictate to you who you are and who everyone else is. It's before Dan Lekavshut. Dan Lekavshut is already after you have a situation that you have to decide, am I going to judge favorably or not? We're talking about what's the mechanic, what's, what's the mecha- mechanism of doing this before you start building, before you came to a bad conclusion. Catching yourself, Catching yourself before it. Before. Because, well, yourself too, not just others. Because once you're in it, he keeps on saying, it's very hard to get out of it. So sometimes when I, when I work with couples, I ask each couple to make a list of how they want the other person to change. And then I said, fine, now become your list. <laughs> it's give out. That's give out. It's wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Do they do, do they come back? <laughs> it's usually when when you give them what's really you know what they really have to do, then they're like, yeah, that was. We just wanted to feel good, you know. We want to be yotze, you know. Are you saying it to me? I heard a seventy thirty rule like. We want 100% of the marriage to be 100%, but, you know, just be realistic, whatever it is, but 70% something, like, we don't strive for 70, but, you know, like, and embrace that. Right. And that's the majority, and if it's 80%, 90%, how much is great? Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, you know, ups and downs. Ups and downs. <clears throat> I accidentally came up with a know-how for me, how to do with this prejudgments. Yes. At some point, you know, we're not really very discriminatory who we judge, right? So the most common, I think, is road rage. Right? Well, Here especially, Here especially this week, yes. Right. So you're driving, you're, you're doing the speed. Right. All of a sudden, someone behind you starts flashing. Right. And you think, you piece of, not such a nice person. And what are you telling me? I don't know how to drive. Right? All that crazy stuff starts going. Subconsciously, so... At some point, I thought, uh, but I really don't know who is inside the car behind me. There's His wife's pregnant. She's about to give birth. Yeah. That I be right? pushing everyone else. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone else on the road, away from them, getting right. them through. So, so that somehow, and I don't remember that all of them, but uh, <laughs> I do, right. that helps with other things. Like, uh, it's maybe, a trick. Maybe he has it. Maybe. He has it. maybe. Maybe that guy that was chazan, not today, I'm saying, maybe that guy that was chazan that was rushing, he's just, he doesn't want to waste a second of, God forbid, not having kavana, and his way of davening fast is his way of kavana. You never know. <laughs> what, do, what do I know? What do I know? Okay. 
So again, third line, Vayayim lo yokir otan ha'ish yitmale kulo b'machshavot ra'ot. בתחילה בירמיה בלבוש זולתו, ואחר כך גם גלויות מעצמו. אף תאוותיו תתלקחנה, והוא לא ידע את מקורן. Suddenly a person that doesn't know how to filter out in a proper way this thought, this מהלך of thoughts, before he knows this, his taivas have completely taken over him, because he's identified himself with his taivas. Because his taivas are his thoughts, and this is who you are, this is my bag, this is who I am. There's no difference between me and the rush, the parade of thoughts that are going on in my mind. In the beginning, when you have these thoughts, he says an amazing thing. He says, in the beginning you're like, well, I, I'm, I'm conscious of these thoughts and I'm just aware of them. And I'm okay of just being aware, with, aware of them. But after a while, he says, what we're trying to get to is that at a certain point, you should scream, Ribbono Shilolam, these thoughts are murdering my soul. At a certain point. At a certain point of screaming, okay, I'm aware, my awareness is amazing, great. I've practiced awareness. I've, I've perfected awareness of what's transpiring inside of me, but... The, the Rebbe says here, but a chassid, at a certain point, starts screaming to Hashem, this, this way of thinking, the imagery is killing me, is killing me. And to scream it out loud, why are you, why are you tricking me to, to make me impure? And you're chucking me to the lowest pits of hell. אחת, שתיים, שלוש, one time, two times, three times, תגער בהן כך, this is the avoda, this is one of the tachbulot, this is one of the tricks the Rebbe is saying. At a certain point, you scream, at, you know, scream out to when you absorb and you're aware of these thoughts that פשוט are, are, driving you, are driving you insane and start screaming about it, Hashem Yidbarach, and being aware of it, Hashem, I know I'm aware of it, I caught the awareness, but these thoughts are preventing me from so much light, and they're making me feel dead, they're killing me, and they're impurifying me. If you keep on doing this, start screaming at them, at a certain point, when these thoughts come in again, you'll be like, <laughs> no, that's cute. No. No entry. I know you. Very well. You're not me, and you're not welcomed here. But the only way a person can, can get to a place of having, such, of having such koach for such a thing, to be able to actually do this, is by calling it out. We think because we're, we're, we're holding court in our head that we have control over things. But if Hashem just wanted us to have control of things in our mind, He wouldn't give us koach hadibur. Koach hadibur over here is to use, the, to protest, verbally protest, the, what, 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 someone gave me a great phrase for it this week, rent, rent free, what was the word? When these thoughts are, what's the Lashon, it's a phrase. Huh? Your head free. Yeah, much good, right? And, and basically, Establishing your your balabasad, you're the you're the land, you know, you're the balabas, and you decide who you want, especially who you're who you're deciding that can hang out for free in your mind. But at a certain point, Hashem says, These thoughts won't even have the chutzpah to try to come and conquer you and to trick you. And they won't infiltrate anyway anymore dressed up as like ki'ilu, righteousness and holiness, to come and make you tummy. Why? Because you had enough koyach, you're chasid, you're getting up and you're screaming, I'm calling it out. So I think that one of the, it's like two things we saw so far. One, okay, capturing the first thought is very nice in the morning. Baruch Hashem, having consciousness with Moda'ani, not just going through it, the second thing is, the moment you start to see that inside, it's starting to play with you, call it out right away. One time, two times, three times. Just start verbally calling out Hashem, this is killing me. 
This is killing me, saying it. This is killing me. It's not letting me be anything rem- remotely close to who I want to be. And as much as that doesn't seem like it's a deep avoda, it's a very deep avoda. Yeah. <laughs> Grab you by your neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It grabs you by the neck. It grabs you by the neck. What's that? What does that imagery make you feel? Something's grabbing you by the neck. Helpless. Helpless. Most of us feel, honestly, most of us feel helpless with our tummy, you know, tummy digger thoughts. We have help, we're helpless. But us to grab them, the ideas. Grab them by the scruff of the neck. Ah, but Orpan Yochazan, right, right, right. You, enough. We feel, yeah. How does a person reach a place they feel it's possible? So he's saying the Baal Shem Tov told you it's possible. This is what you have to remember what the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov is about. It is possible to do this. If you don't really know what, how, what you're made of and how your thought process works, it's almost impossible to govern over them. You have to learn. You have to learn the triggers. You have to learn how they work, how they pop up. You must spend time with observing your thought process. You have to spend time observing your thought process. The masters of meditation have mastered the art of observing their thought process. It's not the masters of shutting down. It's the masters of observing their thought process. Because if you don't, you have no chance of governing over it, which is the point of the Sefer. So far. Next page. And to straighten them out will be very hard for him as well. By the way, we have the same... I have a different... Uh, Sefer. Ta- is it the same pages? Top of Son of Bet? Yep. Okay, okay. Sorry. There's so much more to say. But what we're trying to do here, what we've been trying to work out at this Sefer is trying to catch you in the beginning to see if the beginning of what you're experiencing is actual real Islavos, real Israelis, real excitement, real emotional stimuli that's of authenticity and holiness and not fooling ourselves and tricking ourselves like he said last week over and over and over again. So the Rebbe is very aware that this whole school of thought of what we said right now is mountains and mountains and mountains. It's volumes and volumes and volumes. All he's trying with this Sefer is for us to access it in the beginning. Because if, you you know, if you don't get this in the beginning... And you already, you already birthed the whole mountain by like, you know, if you get up at 6.30, by a quarter to seven, you have a whole kehillah you just nurtured, you know, you just uh, created. You have a whole kehillah. It's an amazing thing. Chashavnu shalifi erech kuntres katsar hazeh, kedei sipuk dvarenu elecha bachur vavrech, ech listakel bigir becha, so we thought, you know, we're going to try as much as we can in this little kuntras, right? A kuntras means a booklet, right? That's how he was referring to in the beginning of the Sefer, what this you know, booklet was, book was supposed to be originally. And we thought we're just going to help you try to differentiate between real passion and, and fake passion. And not even one of the wings of the notzot, uh, the feathers of the wings of your soul, was uh, yeah, like it didn't ruffle a feather. Right, that's what it is. It, didn't, it could be it didn't even ruffle a feather. <laughs> we let you know how hard it is to really look at yourself. We also warned you and made a very clear calling out here to say it's almost impossible to do this work because each one of us are tainted by our own negiyah because we, we look at things through our own lens, because that's what we have to work with, which makes this avoda so hard for it to be untainted. 
untainted. You know, there are stories, Rabbi Shlomo once said a story about like, uh, I heard this about the Chayz of Lublin, but also I think about Reb Shlomo the Karliner, Reb Aaron Karliner, how someone was struggling very, very much, and the Rebbe said, come here, and he put his hand on their eyes, and suddenly for that second, they were looking at the world through the eyes of the tzaddik, and it completely healed them. So he's saying, you know, he's, He's saying that's what you, you know, generally speaking, we don't have that kind of, maybe you guys do. <laughs> we don't have that kind of, you know, experience on a daily basis or on a Gilgul basis. You know, it's not really things we come in touch with. But here he's saying, we, we warned you that this avoda is so difficult because we're generally limited to just our perception, our limited perception of seeing things. And we're tainted by it, because that's the, but remember, that's how Hashem created the world. When we call Makom, and we're without, you know, six lines on the, on the top of this paragraph, fifth lines, five lines, and we, yeah, and we call Makom, nonetheless, ain anu betuchim im tishma lanu. We're not sure you'll really listen to us. Pashut mi pnei hitrashlut vechotzer hitamtsut laavoda. Ineno betuchim im yo'ilu dvareinu eilecha. The Rebbe is saying, why are we not sure that all our warnings and all the words we said up until now in this country is, Will work. That's it. That's it. What's hitrashlut? Negligence. Now, what's what's the, he's gonna he's gonna bring another? He's gonna say something very deep here. But it's very hard for us to be suspicious of you. We already spoke in the Sefer Chovata Talmidim, which the Rebbe said must be learned before this Sefer, a student's obligation. We've spoke about how when you learn something, you have to rush to make it work, to, to start doing it right away. Right away. And we spoke about how dangerous laziness is. Oh boy, his laziness is sneaky. Sneaky Yitzhahara. It comes in the name of, we want you to be a, 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 a more patient person, a, a, a calm, calm person. So just chill. B'Shem Hashem. Laziness, God. Hashem Yirachim. U'bignut ha'atzlut ha'fait raput. Ve'ech ze od nachshodot ha'bit rashlut. How could we still be suspicious of you being negligent? Of course you learned already the danger of laziness. Of course you're not going to fall into that trap. We're talking to an adult now. We're not talking to a child. A child has to be told about laziness. I feel like he's winking when he's saying these, these words, right? He's like saying, and a child, that's a person that needs to be talked to and tell him, tell him like, you know, you have to... You learn something, you go with it right away. Laziness is, is horrible. But now you're a, you're in a, you're a bardas. What's a bardas? You have a cup. You, you, have, a, you, you have a mind of your own. You, you understand the importance of things, the value of things. We're talking to, an, to a mature person. He's saying, what should we do with the facts on the ground that it seems to be that even though everyone knows very deep Torahs and to actualize deep, deep Torahs, you have to do very deep and hard work on a daily basis. But most people want quick fixes. Shallowness. Superficial, yeah. Bekalut velo Amazon Prime, or everything else that the world is selling these days. Who sells hard work? <laughs> Who's prom- who sells hard work, right? Who sells hard work? Who, who has been successful in selling hard work? Right? Who sells hard work? I, I know. Again, remember, he's saying this in the 1920s. <laughs> this is crazy. When they hard. Huh? When, they when, when people were working hard, right. There was a concept called nine to five. Today we say, no, there's no nine to five, where, because, you know, people, no one goes to work anymore anyway, and it, it, they're rarely nine to fives, but because we have our pocket computers on us all the time, we're working all day long. 
and yet we're working way less than, than we ever did. It's a, it's a different ballgame. He says, that's this, he says, it's just crazy. The facts on the ground are telling me that this, this is actually, people aren't interested in hard work. Even though while they're learning such deep concepts, they're like, yes, this is exactly what I know I need. And then when it comes to saying, okay, now do the work, they're like, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll be okay. I think I have enough. He's saying, Mela, the person that has to go out and work in the marketplace from nine to five to bring Parnasa to the table, I understand their partial negligence and, and, and a, a periodic laziness. But what about you, Avrech? Now, what, what was an Avrech back then? What, what was their lifestyle like? Their father-in-law was always supporting them. It was always the case. All these stories of all the tzaddikim you read from yesteryear, they always, smuchim al shulchan, their father-in-law, always. This was, this was like the cloud. This was the cloud. So he's saying over here, this is amazing. But what about you guys, Avreichim? Your, your parnas is set. You don't want to get your feet, uh, you know, wet. You don't want to get your hands dirty. Well, well, what's, what's your excuse? And there's, there are those that, yeah, they pick up the Sfarim, but they choose to indulge themselves in the chapters that are very easy to understand. But when you come across something that it takes a little bit more of an effort to understand and implement, Can you imagine if people learn Daf Yomi like that? Right? That they skip over the parts that's hard to understand? It wouldn't be seven and a half years. <laughs> it would be like a, a three-month cycle. No? <laughs> But then there are those, he's going a higher level. Okay, they get to the place in the Sefer that's speaking about more difficult things when it comes to the concept of thoughts, or whatever it is regarding the Avodah of the Nefesh. And they, they work it through. They work it through in their mind to intellectually grasp it. But when it comes to actually doing something, they get through it. They get through it superficially, right? They don't really go through it. Now, you know this. You know this reminds me of obviously. Remember my friend Cliff. Do any of you remember Cliff? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> actually, yeah. In a weird way, Brenner, you remember Cliff? Cliff would grill me for years after every shear. Michal, you remember Cliff, right? Cliff's one of the greatest friends anyone can ever have. Cliff is a friend of mine in Los Angeles, Dr. Clifford Bachner. And uh, it's, it's an amazing, uh, we got to have him back to, to do some sessions with us. We had, we had him do a few sessions with us. They were incredible. They were incredible, both for, both for the men and for the women. He's, a, he's an amazing friend. He's an amazing person. And what he would do with me is that, you know, he was in the beginning... Whether it was learning Orota Chuva, whatever shear it was, from the beginning of when we were starting to do Shirim, he always challenged me and said, I dare you to ask the people the next day what they remember and what they've lived from the Torah that you taught them yesterday. And he said, I know what's going to happen. You'll be left with maybe two students. <laughs> but it came to a point where he drilled into me more and more if the Torah you're teaching, if you're not explaining to people how, and this is the book of how, basically, that's why I love this same thing, then what are you doing with people? Tachlis, what are you doing with people? And he, this, the way that he built this up over here, he's saying you even have people that, they come across a very hard piece of text, they'll work it out in their mind, right? But then to do the avoda of it afterwards, mashu achir it's such a, the mind can, tr- again, this is the tricks of the mind. 
The mind can trick you and say you're a Ben Torah. Why? You came to Ashir. What do you mean? You don't have to be here right now. No one's paying anybody. No one's getting... You're all here. This is it. But to do the avoda that he's speaking about, about observing your mind, getting to know the way your mind thinks, all the things he's told us until now, the Rebbe is saying, I'm realizing that even the best of the best aren't ending up doing the avoda of it. Even the best of the best. Yeah, Brenner. I'm smiling because it makes me... It sounds like a mushroom for Aliyah. I talk to young people all the time. And, and you see that in pool, and you said no one's selling hard work. The IDF is selling hard work. And these kids who are in pool, they're like, yeah, well, maybe I'll make it like, I don't want to do the army. Well, or, yeah, I mean, it's, it's too hard. It's too hard. Like, I get it, but you know, I can't do a lot of different whatever. They, sometimes they kind of get it. But they don't want to put in the they don't want to put in the effort and they start to see who's selling it. The whole Eretz Yisrael is selling the effort. Like just making aliyah is whatever. That's ah, too hard. That's too much. I don't need all the talent. It's just young people, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone I know. All the avals well, I'm smiling because you're, of course, prepping me for the trigger of all triggers, right? What's, what, what am I going to say now after what you just said? about You're saying about them there, right? Let's take a walk on Friday night in Efrat. <laughs> we know the work. It's just too hard. Mother. It's true. It's gradual. But he, 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 he showed us how it's Yesh lavim, you know? So, nachon, of course, it's too hard. It's v'chol zeh. But it's, it's also here. Also here, this concept of, but the work, the actual work of what I learned to do it. Oh, my gosh. The work. By the way, when I said take a walk Friday night in the front, I wasn't referring to the, to the youth that's not into Shabbos. I was, I was referring to, let's do a tour of the synagogues. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, of work. That's what I was talking about. Those kids are not idiots. That's a byproduct. But would any of us be any different if we grew up the way they grew up? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm continuing. Um, we're about eight lines from the bottom. When it comes to, down to like Tachlis doing the work, they, they learn, even the ones that stuck their mind to it and they went through it. and they, like they, they do it, but in a very shallow way. These are people that are coming and they want to hear, they want to learn. These are people that want to learn deeper things. They want to learn better, right? But what's even more wondrous, they love, you know what they love, certain people? They love getting ripped by someone that tells them, you know, like, uh, they love listening to Yosef, uh, what's his name? Yosef. Right. It's for them, this is Yiddishkeit, right? This is the thrill of, Someone just ripping into them like it's no one's business. Because that's the avoda, right? Because that's the avoda. The avoda is I'm 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 hearing you know I'm hearing someone killing me. Right. Then not being wrong. They're not doing wrong. Right. Right. But but to like you know. Um, uh, this is a term, to uh, what's the right word? Gird. Right? But to actually do the work of let me be observant, let me let me let me take note of every action, thought, or speech. 
להסיר הרע מהם ולהעבירם לקדושה, and to, and to remove the bad of my thought, speech, and action, and to turn it over to the side of Kedusha, לא יתאמצו. I'd rather go to a Musr Shmuz by someone that's going to really rip into me. By the way, you know, this was happening, this was happening in Klal Yisrael by the Magidim, before the, in the time of the Baal Shem Tov, where you had people come, you know, the Rav would give two drushas a year. The Rav would never speak. Besides Shabbos Shuvah and Shabbos Agadol. The tafkid of the Rav was not to give drushas. The Rabbanim never gave drushas. Twice a year before Pesach, before Yom Kippur. Throughout the year you had these traveling Magidim. These guys that would come and they would rip into the community so hard. There's a lot of stories how the Baal Shem Tov heard, saw these things. and This is what they, would, they were paid to do this. right? And one of the things that and all the, the early stories of the Baal Shem Tov, when he was observing and looking at Yiddishkeit, and it's one of the things that triggered his heart to say there's got to be a different way to get to the hearts of people. You know. Can you imagine that? It's yeah, a lot it's, of years, it was a whole lot of love, right? It's not even that. You've got, at some point, you become, you become what the people are telling you that you are right. like a slow person. At some point, people right. Are, I came in here thinking that I have some things to work on. I come out of here saying, oh my God, I didn't realize how bad I really am. He's he's a real Kiddush Hashem. Animal tamers. Huh? Is it called animal tamer? Animal tamer, yeah. They came to a conclusion. The animals don't change like people. You can't say, oh, but 250 years ago. Right. So they came to a conclusion that ripping their ears and punching them in the face, whatever that's called, uh, is much less productive than actually positive positive reinforcement, right? So uh, perhaps, I mean, we yeah, are fortunately partially animals. Right. <laughs> right. So it should be that... So maybe, uh, so, so maybe that's like that. just, that's your nefesh Bahamas is in, is in Gan Eden when that happens to you. But we're trying to attack yourself to nefesh elokit. We're not animals. We have an animalistic tendency, but we're in Nefebrish Tikalelukut. Okay, let's continue. Let's finish this paragraph. Fifth line from the bottom. Could be. But the reason why people, this is my answer to Cliff. It could be the reason why people don't really end up doing the hard work when it comes to avoda is because to them hard work was designated for intellectual comprehension. That's where I, that's what that's where my hard that's the hard work that's where it goes into understanding something because that's what it was like in cheder that was what it was like in yeshiva but no one ever trained me from a young age that the same method of hard work when it came to learning something should be also take place about achieving, about working on what you learned. You understand the difference? Not so much? Do you want to say it over, Ali, differently? No. And you didn't live in your head, right? Everything that you were working up here had to be brought down here. You, you didn't survive. Right. Just that, that wasn't the matter. We have questions how. Hmm? Well, the shechina, it's, it's a different mitzvah. When the shechina, when, when Hashem shechina is sure, today it's I much harder. You, how do you start? What, one of the tricks we just said in the beginning of Shir. Call out verbally where you feel like you're... You're, you are your worst abuser with the way that you're thinking. Speak it out. Speak it more. Speak it more. Speak it more. Both, both sides, yeah. Yeah? That's what you're saying. 
Al-Manas, when you go to learn, do it Al-Manas, do it, make set the Kavan before you're learning, that it's not just to teach, or not just to learn, but also to do. Not just to know what's right or what's wrong, but to do what you just learned is right, and to not do what's wrong. And then, speak me out, Hashem will give, it, give you. Hashem will just give it to you. Amen. But if you Amen. end up with two students, if you ask me, what did I tell you on Tuesday? Right. Maybe that's the two students. In other words... Yes, that's, that's, what he, that's what he told me, by the way. He used to say to me, and it could be, like, that's really... That, that may be what you're supposed to right. I'm do. Yeah. They teach you something on Sunday, and then on Tuesday there will be a Test? class work, yeah. and like, what do you call it? And I'm sitting there, oh my gosh, I forgot to review, blah, 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 right? I'm not sitting like that in your class. Why? Because it's an intellectual massage that I'm receiving here. Like my brain is. Oh my God, this is such a mess. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> He's right. I know. I know, but can I tell you the guys the truth? You know, when I when I always repeat the begin the beginning of Shir, what we learned last time, and I see that none none of you have any idea of what I said. You know how you know you know what I how what I feel about myself afterwards. Horrible. Now I know this is the way the world works, but essentially. I hope that at a certain point something gives. So it's because we're instantaneous. Uh, we don't absorb anything. I mean, the Chazal says you have to learn a piece of Gemara a hundred times to, to get to know it. Right. But it's not even it's not even learning. It's like in the Midrash, at the end of a year like this, so it's worthwhile, like we all kind of put together a lesson plan. What, I'll pick one th- something mm-hmm. and do something. Mm-hmm. Right, so that I, that, I, that I do homework. Right? So in other words, I can, I can learn the theory of punching all day long. Until I throw 10,000 punches, mm-hmm. I'm not going to know what a punch is. Mm-hmm. Until I then start punching there and punch a punch a wall, punch, and then get out and, and do push hands, whatever, you, it's, it's not real. Right. Right? So we need to create like lesson plans that also have Guess what? Even if you create those lessons plans, this is what he's saying. You'll be left with two shmandriks that end up doing it. It's possible. That's what he said. No, it's what he, it's what he, no, he meaning, he's saying also that the, the school experience, the yeshiva experience, right. ends in yeshiva. But that's what most of hard work. Today, right. Our education right. ends at fifth grade. Right, right. But it doesn't continue throughout life. Nahon. That's exactly what he's saying. Nahon. And that's the biggest bisfus. And it's, a, it's the chaval of all chavals. Because why? Why? Why, did, why? why is it like that? Why? That was because the, this education system like Gemara or Chumash or whatever is no different than math. You know, who's going to pull out a math book? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but if you're uh-huh. that, when you're school fun, or when you're learning history or math or something, the teacher has to give you a test because no one's giving you a test after. But from my experience, anytime I learn any little Torah, Hashem's testing me afterwards about the Torah <laughs> and the life experience. You're one of those right away. Right away. The test is always right there. It's my it, it's a, By the way, it, it happens to you too. You're just not aware of it. It happens to everyone. This test, this thing's happened to everyone. It's true. Yeah. To Don't worry, though. I'm I'm coming next. I'm coming on Wednesday with a test for everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm I'm bringing. I'm preparing a test next week on a Wednesday. That was joke. Reb from Babrosk. <laughs> joke. Let's fin- let's finish this paragraph. Oh, second to bottom line. Oh, Maybe the reason why it's not. It hasn't. Everything we're saying is not happening. Because 
וכל נימה מהם לקדושת השם בעבודתו יתברך. לכן היצר הרע מתאמץ יותר בעבודתם מבלי לתת להם להתאמץ. Maybe it's not really only your fault. That's why I wanted to get to the end of this. Because it's good to feel really bad about ourselves right now and say, like, you know, to motivate ourselves. But then he says, or maybe, just maybe, the reason why we don't end up lemaisa with everything we spoke about is because the Yetzirah knows that if you start to implement what you learn on this level, it's toast. <coughs> and therefore, after you learn something that's shayach for the tikkun of your neshama, what do you think? The other side is just going to be like, sure, go and, go and accomplish it. Mapiton. When we're dealing with things that are most, are most echrechi, are most essential for our tikkun in this world, like these things, the Yitzhar is going to come so as much as it's true everything we said right now and Cliff, you're right but we have to also accept that the way that Hashem created the world was that when, we're, when you're closest to where you're supposed to be it's hardest to actually get there hardest look at us in Eretz Yisrael we're back where we're supposed to be and it's the hardest to be the way that we're supposed to be in the place that we're supposed to be. It's so easy in America to be a Jew. It's very easy. Forget the current wave of, 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 of Kanyeism. I'm saying here, it's like, the, why? Because the closer you are to where you're supposed to be, the Yetzirah is going to come all the more so. So you have to, we have to take that into account while we're doing this avodah of the nefesh. So you'll see if everyone here takes on themselves that tomorrow morning they do two things. Their consciousness of their modeani goes up way higher as well as the beginning of when, they, when, when you detect the beginning of the pyramid of thoughts that goes on in your mind where you've built something up to call it out and verbally ask Hashem for help in those moments, you'll see these things that seem very easy, much easier than minion or anything, to do this is infinitely harder. And notice why. It's because of what he said right now. So come with the paper and pencil, with the eraser on Wednesday, and the test will begin at promptly yes, at... at oh, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> Right. Uh, the catch date is 